0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah. This is show number 1768. March of course is Women's Month here on Cars Yeah and we're celebrating women in the automotive sector by having conversations with 23 inspiring automotive enthusiasts throughout the month. These are women who are shifting the conversation. This is Cars Yeah skiing with my guest a very special guest by the name of mckinley riley mckinley welcome to cars yeah are you ready to put it in gear and release the clutch i'm so ready mark all right we're gonna have some fun now before i give you a proper introduction what's one little thing that most people may not know about you
1: um aside from cars in my free time my very favorite thing to do is go up into the rocky mountains the hyunas and ride my horse your horse My horse. When I was little, my family—that was what we did pretty much all summer. Every weekend, we would take off and bring a bunch of horses and our mules and go on a pack trip and wake up in the mountains. So it is my favorite thing to do. Uh,
0: A mule and a horse. Well, that sounds pretty cool. It's been a long time since I've ridden a horse. I had a friend in high school that was into horses. I grew up on the coast in San Diego and Del Mar and La Jolla. And up in Del Mar, you could take horses down this river channel. And ride them on the beach, and so we used to ride horses on the beach. I thought that was so cool because my grandfather was a real, real life cowboy. rode horses all the way up to the last day of his life, and so uh, he was a Texas cowboy, a rancher, a farmer, and all that. So horses are are pretty cool. But today we're going to talk about horsepower. And the fun that we have with horsepower. So let me give you a proper introduction and we'll get started. McKinley Riley followed her dad around his auto shop for years, begging him to teach her things. What began as a love of cars and dirt bikes has evolved into education, competition, and a real love for absolutely anything that moves with a motor. That love has given her the opportunity to be an ambassador for technical education, a judge at car shows. She's filmed with Bitchin' Boot Camp and Bitchin' Rides, Dave Kindig, he's been on the show before, as well as compete and win automotive competitions throughout the country. In all her spare time, she's flipping any kind of rig she can get her hands on. She may be young and only 20 years old, but she has trade certificates in welding, mechanics, CDL truck driving, collision repair, and street rod fabrication. Wow. She is currently in her last semester at Utah Valley University and in the beginning stages of creating her own automobile shop with her helpful husband, Justin, and maybe a mule or two. So we'll be back in just a minute to talk with McKinley. But first, a word from our valuable sponsors. Give them a listen. Keep your seatbelts on. We'll be right back. You've heard me talking about Covercraft here on Cars. Yes, since I began bringing you inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Over seven years ago, Covercraft is a company I've trusted to protect my beloved vehicles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. Did you know they've been in the business longer than that? Covercraft was founded in 1965. Maybe they would have had a cover for my pedal car back then. I'll bet they did. You don't stay in business for over 55 years without providing your customers with superior quality, innovative solutions, and a massive breadth of selections and categories when it comes to protection. Their custom-fit car covers are just the start. Covercraft offers covers for cars, trucks, ATVs, boats, outdoor furniture It's on my patio, seats, trunk covers, floor dashes, masks for the front of your rides, and so much more. I have got something special just for you. As a listener here on Cars Yeah, if you use the code YAH21, 21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YAH21. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you for a long, long time. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866 aci Yeah. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, McKinley, we are back. So let's go a little deeper into the corner and share a little bit more about your life, what you're doing, your role in the automotive sector. You're really like the future of automotive, being a young woman here. And I love having young people on the show that are involved and want to be in the automotive sector. It's a nice way to get the tires smoking a little bit here on Cars. Yeah. So McKinley, tell me a little bit more about your life. All right, Mark. So you've asked me what I've been... You've asked me what I've been
1: doing. Yeah. Because I've been moving a lot with my school and for my husband's work. I've been in in and out of lots of temporary facilities with my little shop. Right now, I do most of my work in, in my garage or mobile um, with a welding truck. But my dad and father-in-law have both been super kind and gracious and let me use their shops, their tools, and their equipment. So... We're kind of everywhere right now, Mark.
0: All over the place. Well, let's think about this a little bit. You're you're like the mobile operator, and your goal here is to create your own shop one day where you do things in this shop. So talk about, let's let's move yourself forward to the day you have your shop, right? What do you envision doing every day when you go into this shop?
1: Every day would be an early start day, and I want to be just a one-stop shop. That's, I think, why I've tried so hard to... To learn how to paint, to do body work, to do metal work, to do upholstery, even down to just having a CDL where I can go get vehicles on my record and bring them back to the shop. I want to be able to just buy stuff, whether it's from an auction, from a field, from a buddy on Facebook Marketplace, and bring it back to my shop and do everything that I want to do to the build there before I sell it.
0: Very cool. Now, do you have a preference of the kind of vehicles you like to work on, or are you just kind of experimenting with everything right now?
1: It started out as only trucks. I had an 83 K10 Chevy truck, and I was sure that all I was ever going to work on was square bodies. (laughs) But now I'm really um, broadening my horizon, I guess. I really like motorcycles. I think that they're simple, they're fun, and you can do a lot to a motorcycle in the customizing world. And right now I'm actually working on a custom camper. So I think pretty much just anything. I've got the completely gutted and we're working on putting a bigger water tank in it an on-demand water heater a better ac system moving cabinets around redoing floor so pretty much anything that can be restored i want to have a part in it
0: you're having fun. I think it sounds like you're having a lot of fun with what you're doing and experimenting and learning your trade, practicing on a lot of things and uh, moving forward. Let me ask you this. Now, obviously, I talked about you in your bio of chasing your dad around the shop and always wanting to to do things and say, "Dad, please teach me how to do this." Which is cool. And I understand your dad and I share the first name, right, Mark? Yes, sir. There yes, you go. Sir, that's pretty My cool. Dad is named Mark. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Why we were McKinley and I were joking because at the beginning he the show she goes, "So." Weird to call somebody Mark because, like, you're not my dad, but you're Mark. But my dad's Mark. But I get that. Yeah, I have uh, a relatives named McKinley and Riley, so. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so we're both we're both dealing with names a little bit today. I would love for you to share, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of this had to do with your dad, but a, a driving inspiration, a key mentor in your life, someone that helped you early on to drive you down this path of what you're doing right now to explore your passion and have fun with the automotive sector. Who was that person in your life? So I've been lucky to have
1: so many mentors in my life. My dad and grandpa, they... Started a little shop called Thacker's Repair back in 1979. I was so lucky to have them around and to be willing to teach me what they could. I also have a hype man. His name is Dean Wilson. Dean Wilson uh-huh. And he's been with me and helping me since day one, always wanting to push me to do my very best. But I think the most important person and mentor that I've had in my life is my mom. She wasn't always supportive of me working in a shop, doing mechanic, doing the trades. But she did teach me that no matter where life takes me, who I work with or what I do, I always need to stay classy and kind. Those are the two things that my mom always pushed, and I think they're probably two of the biggest pieces of advice that have made me who I am in the car world and in my regular everyday life.
0: I think that's something you need to put on your business card. Stay classy and kind. I think your mom, I like your mom. That sounds pretty darn cool. It's a, a great guiding, simple direction from a parent or any mentor uh, that is something you can always go back to and say, okay, am I being classy? Am I being kind today? Those are some pretty nice traits to be. So I think you've got some great guiding guidance there going on with you. You know, you, you touched on the lessons that that taught you, but was it odd for you, do you think, or at least being around your friends, because growing up a little girl, most little girls aren't playing in the shop, don't want to have anything to do with that. Uh, my daughter, I love dearly, but she really had no interest in cars. She's a girly girl. She loves the fashion and all that kind of thing. But were you unique among your friends?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say I was unique among my friends. I wasn't necessarily ever a tomboy, but I definitely wanted to be doing the stuff with the guys. There's four girls in my family, four sisters. And all three of them in front of me, they are all very classy and very kind and not into cars. So (laughs) they would be the girly girl aspect. So I kind of feel lucky because I got to do stuff with them and do the girly girl stuff. And then I have a little brother and I always got to do the fun mechanic stuff with him. So I kind of got the best of both worlds with my family and with growing up because I got to do girly girl stuff with my sisters and me and my little brother. We were out Making an old ranchero run or working on my Cougar, working on my square body, or he's got an old 78 F 150. So, whatever it was, me and my little brother were doing it.
0: That's cool. Uh, very fun. That's nice. If you were to offer and be a mentor to someone else, uh, another young woman or a girl who's looking to maybe play with cars the rest of their life instead of dolls, how would you advise? another young woman who wants to get into this area of automotive repair, restoration, building, all these things.
1: I guess the direction I would give him is just, just do it because when I started, I was not planning on even being good at it. I was only planning on going, getting a little bit of know-how. So my dad wasn't like, How have you been hanging around the shop for this long and not learned anything, you know? <laughs> so I guess the whole point was just to go and to learn something. So I didn't feel dumb when I walked into a shop and I didn't, feel like I was being taken advantage of when I went to you know a shop and I needed something fixed on my car it started out completely as that and the first time that I won a competition my enthusiasm and my excitement just completely changed it was a total like I don't know I was the only girl in the competition and i beat all the boys and so when I first won I was like this is awesome and then after that it turned into like Winning toolboxes, winning tools, winning scholarships to go to college and further my education. Wow. And so when it turned into that, I just like, I guess I gained a lot of confidence in myself. And I think it would have been easier from the start if I would have had that confidence for myself. So I just wish that all girls and all young girls would just have that confidence to just do it. Just... No one's going to make fun of you. You're young. Just do it.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Confidence and just give it a try. Let's project ahead a little bit here, McKinley. When you start a business, you're trying to start a business. There's all these things that get in your way. Mostly, it's usually money. Building a shop, buying a shop, all the tools, all these things. Let's push that aside for a minute. I'm your magic man today. Your financial backer with no repercussions. Here, just have a pile of money. Do whatever you want. If you look ahead three, five years, because going past that is is too far ahead. You just can't manage things. How do you see your shop? What do you see your shop being? If you could make it anything you want it to be.
1: I can make my shop anything I want it to be. Yeah. I think kind of just like I said before, Mark, I just someday want to have a shop that's big enough to work in, that's big enough that I can keep areas clean, that I can... I have a paint booth, and right now it is taken down in my horse trailer because I don't have enough room in my shop right now for oh, it.
0: So, <laughs> the horse is getting just, painted
1: today. <laughs> yeah, right. So I just someday want a shop big enough to have a painting area and a body prep area and not have them get, both get dirty and right. have a welding area. Right. And I think what I want to be doing is just, like I said, just a one-stop shop where – I can build the things I want to build and I'm not constrained by anyone else's ideas.
0: Mm. So do you see this shop being something where you build things and then you sell that vehicle and then you move to the next project versus people bringing cars to you saying, hey, McKinley, I need a hot rod built or I need my truck restored?
1: Yeah, so just seeing my dad and with his shop, like you can do such a good job and you're never going to like please everyone. And everyone says it's totally unrealistic to have a shop that you can just build what you want and sell it because obviously people are always going to want their own projects done and they want them done their way. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, although it is probably unrealistic for most people, I don't think I'm most people and I think that I've already proven that I can do stuff that other people can't. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that is my goal someday is to work on the things that I want to work on and sell them to somebody who loves them.
0: I love it. Well, there's a goal right there. Write that one down. Now, you you mentioned you have all these certificates. You've learned to do all these different crafts, these trades, which is tremendous because that gives you a lot of flexibility and helps you be able to do a lot of different things. Is there something in particular that's a really a favorite for you?
1: I was sure when I started that painting would be my favorite. And although I really, really like painting, I think it all kind of comes back to just the basics for me. I really like to just slap the carburetor on, pour some gas in, and hear the motor run for the first time. And I really, really enjoy to take something that's really rusty and instead of build it how it was supposed to be, maybe just, like, flare the fenders a little more than they're supposed to. I really, really enjoy the metalworking and the welding part of it. I think it's probably my very favorite point but I think the beginning stages more than the end stages are probably my very favorite parts.
0: The the vision setting, looking at what this thing could be. It sounds like to me, McKinley, you're not really into stuff that's stock. You like things that are modified. Am I, am I figuring this out?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually working on a build right now. It's a 1972 Mercury Cougar XR7. And yeah, I don't know. My dad always told me that If it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, keep it stock, don't change it, anything else. So, when I started this build, like way back in high school, I decided that I would do whatever I could to make sure the stock motor got put back in it because numbers had to match on muscle cars, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think I like to keep it stock, but then also convert it into a 21st century car. So, my kind of goal and vision with this car is just to take that old, ugly 70s green and convert it into like a new green, you know, a green that you see. On the new Jeep Grand Grand Cherokees that are like a green gray, and I've actually taken and shaved everything off the whole side of the car. I've shaved like the antenna, the door handles, the key locks, the marker lights, the badges. So the whole car is just completely flush, like a Tesla, you know. Yep. And so my goal is just to to keep everything stock, but make it look newer. Okay. If that makes
0: sense. It does. No, absolutely. You know, you've uh, you've encouraged me here to ask you a different question that I typically. Probably wouldn't ask on these interviews with women, but I'm going to ask you because you're a young woman. So you are the future. You are up and coming. You're somebody that will be around into the future and is seeing this massive change that's happening right now. I mean, you're living in a really unique time. Car industry is so rapidly changing right now, going to this EV technology. We're going to have autonomous cars, already have autonomous cars, really. I'd love to hear from a young person's perspective what your opinion is of electric vehicles and also the incoming autonomous vehicles. How how do you how do you see that fitting into your life in the next 10, 20, 30 years versus what you want to do with vehicles?
1: So, I've heard that by 2045 the Chevy is going to be completely electric. I don't
0: know if that's true. Or it's probably true or not. going to happen before that, I'll bet you.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy. And so I guess I feel both ways about it. Number one, I feel like it's a super cool advancement with cars. I feel like it's awesome that we can do something electric. I think that it could completely change drag racing if we went to electric. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, just imagine like I saw someone put two Tesla motors into a little Ford Pinto. You know how they used to have the gas tank in the back and they would blow up if you hit them from the rear end. (laughs) So they put two Tesla motors in it and without any type of tuning, it ran like a 7 second 8th mile. Yeah. So I just think that there's so much good things that are coming from electric motors but it also scares me too because I'm worried that if everything does go electric, there won't be as many muscle cars to build and I want everyone else to have their electric car but I definitely still want to have my affordable gas and not have gas go through the roof and I still want to have my old Chevy trucks and my old Cougar. And so I guess I can see pros and cons to both. I'm excited to see what it will do and what, what it can do to drag racing, especially, but I'm, I'm still a, a classic car girl, I would say.
0: Yep. Sounds like it just a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll put this in your, in your brain as a perspective. Horses were the main mode of transportation 110, 20 years ago, right? As the car was coming along, but there were no roads and cars were these weird smoky things and people would say, pah, horses are the only way to go. Horses are still around, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, there's special places you take horses to use them. You can't really ride them on the freeway or the roadways very comfortably or very safely. I think that's what's going to probably happen. Now, this is way down the road, 50 years maybe with combustion engines. We'll still have them, but we'll have special places to go and enjoy them. Racetracks, perhaps, maybe trails if it's off-road vehicles, things like that. So I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think they're going anywhere soon in the next 10, 20, 30 years. There's just too many of them, and there's too much infrastructure. But I'm glad to hear you're also embracing the EV because that yeah. is the future, and there'll be a there'll be a place for that, and it will grow and so forth. And there'll be people that will need to work on those vehicles and uh, make them well again because they're still going to get crashed into, <laughs> so they're still going to need some help uh, for, for uh, most definitely. So let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. As we come back, I'm going to ask you what I call my challenge question. So sit tight, and we'll be right back. Where's that horse? <laughs> I've discovered linkage. smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Crash Jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Schimpfke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah!, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at crashjewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars listeners 10% off in March when you use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. That's crashjewelry.com and use the code CARSYEAH today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at Crash Jewelry. (laughs) Okay, we are back. We found our horse. It's tied up to the, the hitching post. I think that they still call that hitching post? I think so. <laughs> yes, sir. Maybe so. All right, McKinley, what's been one of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome in your life so far? You're still a young person, but no doubt you've maybe been pushed up against a wall somehow where you've gone, man, this is no fun. Walk us through that a little bit and what did you learn from it?
1: Well, to be honest, Mark, I've been super blessed, super grateful tons of support. I've had it fairly easy considering, you know, Mm -hmm. but if I had to choose like one obstacle that I feel like I have that some other people don't is just being a female and being taken seriously. Mm -hmm. I think for sure there's some opportunities that I get that a boy that does my quality of work doesn't get because I'm a girl. I for sure think that, but It is hard to be a girl because when you tell somebody what you do for a living, Mark, they completely like disregard it. They don't believe you. Like, Oh, okay. Someone will ask you something and you'll like tell them. And it's kind of like, it's just discredited because you have long curly hair, you know?
0: Right. I understand. How do you deal with that when that occurs with you? Because my regular listeners know this. My wife, I met her in college. She was studying engineering. I think there was only two women who graduated in her class in engineering. It was all all men, boys. And when she went to work, she was not taken seriously for some time. It was really challenging. Luckily, she had a boss who was very astute and said, Jill, dazzle them with your brains because my wife is super smart. I mean, she does math puzzles for fun. (laughs) I can't, can't even imagine. So, so, That's how she dealt with it. Now, this was back in the 80s. Different time, very different time. Women were taken a lot less seriously in the workplace as they are now. But there's still problems. There's still goofy guys out there. They can't get their heads out of their rear ends and behave nicely. Sorry, but I said it. So how do you deal with that when that occurs to you so that you don't come across as too pushy or, you know, a not very nice person? And you still manage to remain your – to stay classy (laughs) <laughs> as your as your mom puts it.
1: Um, okay, so I just think that my mom is the smartest lady in the whole world, I'm pretty sure. Because I definitely used to have a lot bigger problem with this than I did now. Um, I've always been kind of hot-headed. When people would, I guess, make me feel smaller just because I was a girl or something, I would get super worked up and I'd go home and I'd be like yelling to my mom about it, and she'd be like, McKinley, kill him with kindness. Ah. And I genuinely feel like over the years, I've had so much less and less and less of a problem with it. For one, it could be that my skills are getting better and better. But I think just the fact that I try so hard to just keep a grin on my face. And if they're gonna, I guess, just not take me seriously, I just do it with a smile on my face. And I do it way better than they do. Mm. You know, so (laughs) I would just say it's super helpful to just again, be kind about it and just always be ready to learn. Always be ready to pick up anything anyone will teach you. Cause that's the only way that you're going to get better at it.
0: Yeah. Once again, you have a very, very wise mother, like my wife's boss, uh, dazzle him with your brilliance. Uh, that was his guidance and that's what she did and eventually worked out really great for her. So, uh. There you go. Now, you're so young, this is almost a ridiculous question, but I like to ask my guests, are there still some big things in your life you'd like to accomplish? Do you have some bucket list items that you, aside from your own shop, we talked about that pretty in depth, but are there some other things you really want to learn to do and and accomplish?
1: My bucket list. I think that I have already been skydiving, so I don't think there's anything left (laughs) on a bucket list. No, wait
0: a minute. You think you have. I think I would have remembered if I jumped (laughs) out of an airplane.
1: (laughs) Well, I would remember better. I have a video, but I did pass out coming out of the plane, so I'm just completely passed out falling for two minutes at 13,000 feet
0: in the air. I, I don't blame you. I think I'd pass out too.
1: But No, aside from skydiving, I'd say that my bucket list just really consists of... Making a great name for myself and for my shop, and I think that some things that are still on my bucket list is just continue to help other girls gain their confidence and learn what they need to before before they're out changing a tire on the side of the road by themselves, and before they go into the lube bay and get taken to town, getting sold wiper blades, air filters, oil filters, fuel filters, even though their car doesn't have them. Yeah, <laughs> I just I would like to be like. Just helpful to other people on knowing what to do, knowing how to do it, and being able to build their own stuff.
0: Yeah, well, that's perfect. And you answered that question about positive ways to give back to others, which is so, so important. That's what would be the biggest lesson I've learned after talking with so many people is that when we're helping others, we are truly the happiest we can be even if we don't realize it some people figure it out at a young age some people it takes a lot longer but uh sounds like you have figured it out at the young age of 20 mckinley do you have a high point so far i mean a point in your life that really stands out that you're really proud of
1: okay i think probably like the most excited that i ever was in my life was going to skills usa nationals in motorcycle mechanics we got to go back to kentucky and compete And again, in the high school, the college, the whole division of motorcycle mechanics, I was the only female and just going and placing top five in the nation. There was just super, super exciting. Wow. So I think that's probably like my high point this far, but I plan on having a lot more.
0: Well, I would hope so. Yeah. You're just getting started. You're just getting out of the gate. So very, very cool. There's none of the horse analogy there getting out of the gate. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm going to ask you a question about the ultimate drive, the ultimate ride. So sit tight. We'll be right back with McKinley Riley. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand And we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great techs. That's why I support the nonprofit TechForce Foundation and its Women Techs Rock Initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts, did you know if you subscribe at carsjad.com, I'll send you my free filler-up book. It's an ebook filled with fuel, filler fun, and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap-up email from me every Friday, and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to CarsYeah.com and click on the free book button, and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app, and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts? That's what we're all about you at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, McKinley, now I'm going to wave a magic wand that I can do anything for anybody. Th- what I want to do for you today is put you in a vehicle with someone else. So who would that person be? What kind of vehicle would you be in? And who would be driving? And what would be the question you would ask that person?
1: Okay. If I had the opportunity to be in a vehicle with anyone, Mark... Um, it would be with my really good friend, Dalton. Dalton was the man. He was super talented, super hardworking, and he always had your back. I had the opportunity to take lots of classes with Dalton, ride horses with him, go back to Kentucky and go to nationals with him. Dalton actually took second in nationals in welding, but Dalton passed away last summer in a car accident.
0: Oh, no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's terrible. I'm, I'm, my condolences to you for losing a, a friend like that, a mentor like that, and, and all of his, his family members. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible.
1: But if I could ride with anyone, it would be Dalton. Yeah. And Dalton would be driving because he's a gentleman, so of course he's driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: We would be in his Jeep Wrangler, and we would go to Beto's, get an oversized burrito, and just talk about life.
0: <laughs> oh, what a nice memory. Well, I'm again, I'm so, so sorry to lose a friend I'm assuming he was probably a pretty young guy, too.
1: Yeah, Dalton was
0: 19. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, take a breath after that one. Um, Well, you know what? You got to spend some time with him, and he's in your heart and your memory. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that magic wand could be really, really magic (laughs) today for you. Absolutely.
1: Well, he's a good guy, and he had a lot of impact on a lot of people's lives. So.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, he made a he made his mark. Wow. Well, ah, that's a tough one to follow up. Well, let me do this. Let me ask you about a book you've read that is really special. Something that you've learned from that you could share. And uh, what would that book be? <laughs> okay, so
1: this is kind of embarrassing, but. I do not read books like ever.
0: Ever. <laughs> so, oh, well, now the- I've got to stop you there because I've had so many guests on this show that they're that not big book readers. And I always ask the question, why? Like, why is it? Are you someone that just learns better by visual versus reading? Or are you just, you'd much rather be out in the garage working than sitting in a chair reading a book?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I guess if I am reading a book, it's always the scriptures or my Bible. Uh-huh. Um, I yeah. really, really enjoy to read that, and I think that there's something in there that we could all learn from. Yep. But in the rest of my time, I really enjoy listening to podcasts. So okay, there you if go. If I'm driving or working in the shop, I always have a podcast on. So I've recently started listening to Cars. Yeah, a lot. Oh, very um, several cool. weeks back.
0: And <laughs> that's nice. Um,
1: A couple that I like are Mindset and Money, MFCEO, The Heavy Checklist, Crime Junkie, Supernatural, and The Ramsey Show. So I really like podcasts, and I recommend any of those to anybody.
0: Well, I'm really grateful that you found Cars yeah and You're listening. McKinley told me in our pre-show chat that she went snowboarding the other day, and all day she listened to Carjanne yeah podcast. So I felt like I got to go snowboarding with McKinley. How cool is that? Although I think she got the better end of this whole deal because I was sitting here working while you were on the snow. But you mentioned um, Ramsey. Are you talking about uh, the the finance guy?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that my calling, if I didn't do cars, would be a financial advisor. I absolutely love to learn about it. So
0: wow. Well, you know that'll take you a long way in business. Um, I bought my kids his books when they went off to college uh, to learn how to manage money better. And I the wish that
1: free degree.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he'd been around when I was younger, because, because boy, I'd have been a lot better uh, place in life. That guy has some really, really great. Ideas for, especially for young people, but anybody at any point in their lives to get themselves out of debt, to think about money differently. And uh, yeah, to not waste it, you know, just don't waste it on silly stuff. So you sound like a very smart young woman. All right, McKinley, before I let you go, you've taken me on such a nice ride today. The only thing that Dave doesn't, uh,
1: the only thing we don't agree with him on is... He doesn't want me to have my muscle car or you to have your Porsche.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that is, yeah, Dave Ramsey. Dave, we're still going to have our fun cars. We're just not going to blow all our money on stupid cars. Oh, we're going to have some fun with our cars. You know, I was. Uh, it's funny you said that because I was watching one of his, I was on the treadmill, and I watch his pod, his YouTube shows sometimes. And I'm at a point in my life where I think I've figured it all out finally, but he teaches me some good things. And he was talking about somebody who'd called in that wanted a sports car, and he was berate. you know, he can be a little bit off-putting sometimes and pretty tough. Uh, tough love is what I like to call it. And he was beating somebody up. And I have to say, Dave Ramsey, every collector car I bought, I've made at least twice the money that I paid for it. I've gotten really, it's not because I'm smart. It's because I'm really, really fortunate. I picked the right cars. So yeah, but. I could probably counter that by saying I did race vintage cars for a dozen years and a lot of money went out the window <laughs> during those years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was fun for sure. McKinley, you've taken me on a really great ride and I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy that you are the face and the persona of the future generations of car uh, fanatics, people, young people that are going to take their passions and wrap their lives around them. You're already on such a great start. Before I let you uh ride off into the sunset on your horse. Could you offer us maybe one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance? I am
1: only 20, so I don't have any wisdom or guidance, (laughs) but I have a really old friend. Okay. His name is Bob Poach. He's pretty much the coolest builder that I've ever met. He's one of those all stock guys. Yeah. Except for Frenchton. He loves Frenchton headlights, Frenchton lights, and Frenchton antennas. Okay. So typical old guy builder. Yep. And he told me, if the opportunity presents itself, take it. Yeah, I think that is... Great advice, because even if you don't know how to do something, but the opportunity comes, just do it. And then, you know, for next time,
0: you know, uh, Sir Richard Branson, who's a very successful businessman, earned Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines. I mean, the guy's super financially successful, seems to have a pretty well-rounded, exciting life. That's a piece of advice he gives everybody. If an opportunity presents itself, always say yes long as it's not illegal or it's not going to hurt you or someone else put that in there always say yes and then figure out how to do it later i love that so much mark absolutely well that sounds like something mckinley's done you listeners out there that's something you should give a try too what are all the different ways we can follow you are you active in social media do you have a website
1: um the best way to follow me right now is on instagram i have an in- instagram it's square shop 20, S-Q-U-A-R-E, shop 20. And on there, I'm usually pretty active. I keep you updated on what I'm building. I've been working on a wagon recently. Cool. I've done a few paint jobs recently, and I'm always posting my Cougar because whenever I have free time to work on it, I'm doing anything I can on it. I have lots of people send me direct messages asking how to do something or where to buy their parts at or if I can help them find parts. And I love to answer any questions and help them out wherever I can.
0: There you go. Now, is 20 the number 20 or is it the, the word 20? Yeah, it's Squareshop2.0. 2, zero. two zero, there you go. I'll make sure to put a link to that on McKinley Notes page. You know what? Follow this young woman because she is the face of the future for the automotive industry for young and old alike. McKinley, thank you for sharing uh, your life with us today. This has been so much fun. Uh, until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Did you know that Cars yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership According to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right, and Carja yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Carja yeah! is one of their top ten car podcasts for you to enjoy. Carja yeah! has experienced tremendous growth. Plus, your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more.